All right, hi again. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Vondran Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondran here. Hope you're having a great Saturday. I just wanted to talk about this code section, and this may be of no interest to you, of no significance. You may turn off the thing when the minute you hear me get going, but that's okay. I wanted to talk about this 17 USC section 412, okay? Um, now, let's just start from the beginning. First of all, this is general legal information only and not legal advice, laws subject to interpretation, change, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just my two cents here, okay? General legal information. So, but let's talk about it. So what's going on these days? We have, we have copyright infringement trolls, copyright trolls as we call them. Could be photo infringement, music, it could be fonts, artwork, jewelry, anything. All kinds of uh, things that can be copyrighted and then a subject of an infringement action. So a lot of companies are sending out letters. They're trying to enforce their intellectual property rights. You as a business owner may have been on the receiving end of a demand letter. Now we've seen demand letters even for something simple as a photo for you know over fifty thousand dollars. I mean, and and you may say, well, what a what a photo costs about you know two bucks on on uh, iStock or whatever. So um, you know, so people will come and try to play this game with you, and they'll if you don't know anything about copyright law. You need to do something like call our office and, and we have you know paid consultations where you can discuss your case. But there's a lot of false information getting pushed around. And one of those is that you can register after you can register your copyright after you notice the infringement. So I want to dispel this myth. And this can come into play if somebody is quoting you 17 USC section 412 says we can register one month after we learn of the infringement. So, but, but you got to know what this section has to deal with. It's not, it's not, you know, as they may be portraying it, okay, which may be a little unethical. So, but this section deals with pre-registered content, pre-registered content under section 408F. This is not everything. This is pre-registered um, content. So I'm going to talk about this in a second, but I'm just going to read you the code section. Uh, again, you're probably going to get lost in the jargon. That's okay. I want to just get this out there for anybody that's dealing with this section so um, so I can get my two cents out there. I may have to go back myself and re, re, uh, go over this section. It is a little confusing, but let's talk about it. In any action under this title, and this is the copyright laws, other than an action brought for a violation of the rights of the author under section 106A, A, subsection A, which is rights of attribution and integrity, an action for infringement of the copyright of a work that has been pre-registered under section 408F, do you see what I'm saying? Pre-registered under section 408F before the commencement of the infringement and that has an effective date of registration not later than the earlier of three months after the first publication or of the work or one month after the copyright owner has learned of the infringement or an action instituted under Section 411C. No award of statutory damages or attorney fees as provided by Sections 504 and 505 shall be made for, one, any infringement of copyright in any unpublished work commenced before the effective date of its registration, or, 
two, any infringement of copyright commenced after first publication of the work and before the effective date of its registration, unless such registration is made within three months after the first publication of the work. Now, that may be one of the most confusing code sections I've ever read, except for perhaps the rule against perpetuities. I think that's the king of confusion in the practice of law. I think rule against perpetuities, the rap rule, as they call it. At any rate, so as you can see, this is a very confusing code section. And some copyright bully may try to hit you over the head with this and say, okay, well, just because my photo wasn't registered, I can still register within one month because that's what it says in 17 U.S.C. 412. You're going to look up this audio and you're going to say, wait a second, that only applies to works under 408F, as in Frankfurter. What is 408F? Well, those are basically, okay, so say you're a movie maker. There are certain types of content that you can pre-register with the United States Copyright Office, pre-register. And those are certain types of content that are have a history of pre-release infringement, okay? Like movies, people leak the movies and you go, ah, now we got to go stop it. It's on 500 different websites. We got to go stop it now. Certain types such as mo motion pictures, sound recordings, musical compositions, literary works such as books, computer programs and video games, or advertising or marketing photographs. These types of things can be pre-registered with the Copyright Office. So that means you're registering before you've even launched it or published it. And that's what this section is referring to. So say, for example, you've made a motion picture and you say, well, I want to I, I pre-register it um, in January 2019. We're going to start work on it. And then you finish the film. So you've filed your pre-registration form with the Copyright Office. They take note of it. And then in April, four months later, you offer the movie for sale. Okay. And then you find somebody is infringing it in July. Okay. So what this rule is telling you, this is all this rule is dealing with. I know it's really confusing. It's just saying if you've pre-registered your movie or any of these other contents that qualify and you find infringement, you need to register your copyright within three months after the first publication. So if you, in this case, if you published your movie in April, you need to register by July. Now, what happens if you, in, in, and so if you don't register within three months, you're not going to be able to get your attorney fees and statutory damages, okay? That's what this rule is saying, okay? They can still seek injunctions or actual damages, but they don't get that delicious remedy of statutory damages and attorney fees. So this is big. This can make a, a big case into a, into a small case, okay? Now, say you launch the movie in April and someone, and someone infringes in May, you, this is what they're talking about. Then you have one month after learning of the infringement to go out and register. So you got to hustle your butt and get out to the registration office in the United States Copyright Office and get that official registration in so that you can then pursue your infringement case. And in that circumstance, you can seek statutory damages and attorney fees. So this does not apply to the run-of-the-mill photograph case or somebody has their fonts and they say, well, my... Content is not yet registered, but I can do it within a month because of Rule 412. You say, no, 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 that's not what 412 says. So the general rule, of course, is you got to register your content before the infringement or within three months of pu first publication. If you don't do that, you can't get your attorney fees, 
can't get statutory damages. You can still seek actual damages and injunctions, but you can't get the holy grail, which is usually, in, in the smaller cases, statutory damages. So I just wanted to take some time, if you're wondering, trying to you're scratching your head trying to figure out rule 412. It'll take you a while, trust me. I had to diagram it out on the board, but that's what it that's what it deals with, okay? So, if you need help with a copyright issue or pre-registering your content, your creative content, bringing a copyright case or defending against a copyright case in federal court. We've appeared in federal court over 100 times, 110 now, I think. So we can help you out with these complicated copyright infringement claims. So again, I hope you've enjoyed this this podcast. This is general legal information only. You know where to find us if you need us on the web at attorneysteve.com. That's attorneysteve.com, the first name in legal services. I got to run. I'm going to be doing another video today on tolling of the statute of limitations. Catch that on my YouTube channel at attorneystevevideos.com, attorneystevevideos.com. We're getting really close to 15,000 subscribers, so you're going to want to check that out. Lots of great content on that channel. I think over 600 videos now. Okay? Have a great day. I got to run. That's a little Copyright Essentials by Attorney Steve. Have a great day.